Thank you for tuning in for another episode here at Trans and Color. Uh, today's date is April the 17th, 2019. Uh, for the next few weeks, we will be interviewing different men within the trans community. Um, we honestly love hearing your stories of success and perseverance. So if you are interested in being interviewed, um, you can definitely email us at mail at transandcolor.com. Again, that's mail, M-A-I-L, at transandcolor.com. Um, if you've tried to visit our website in the last few days, you will notice that it's not working. Um, we went ahead and took it down uh, while we're changing servers and doing a little revamping of the site. So um, don't fret. Uh, we will have the website back up um, within the next two weeks. So just wanted to let you all know that uh, just in case you went to the website. Don't want you all to think anything's going on or that anything's wrong. Um, before we do get started today, I really want to thank all of our faithful listeners. Uh, we really do appreciate all of the support, uh, the advice, and the feedback that you all share. You all have so much good information to offer your other trans brothers and just people in the same situation. And I just want you to know that I really, really, really do appreciate you. All right. So this week, um, we will be interviewing Dakota. So, yeah, just really want you all to stay tuned um, and have a listen to his interview. All right. All right. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for tuning in uh, this week. Uh, this week we have Dakota here with us. Hello. So, <laughs> and thank you so much for, uh, for joining us today. It's my pleasure. Um, all right. So I know this information, but um, just to tell everyone that's listening, uh, just go ahead and let them know what your pronouns are. Um, my pronouns are he, him. He, him. Okay. Okay, great. And when did you start your transition? I came out as transmasculine um, in July of 2017. Um, started going by Dakota or DJ, as most of my friends back home know me. Um, okay. And then I started taking testosterone in October of 2017. So it's been about a year and a half. Okay. All right. Great. So did you, um, you started taking uh, testosterone first? Yes. Uh, okay. Okay. And so what was that process like? Was it hard to get started or to find someone to prescribe testosterone? How was that for you? Um, it was not as hard as I thought it was. I'm from Indiana and, um, Indiana doesn't work on informed consent, so the process there would have taken me a lot longer. But for me, it was important to start um, medically transitioning as soon as possible. Okay. So I actually reached out to um, an organization in Chicago, which is about four hours away from where I'm from. Okay. And since Illinois works on informed consent, I was able to go meet um, meet with um, like an endocrinologist and talk about what I wanted, what I expected, and the kinds of changes that I would see. And if I was okay with that, then I signed this form. And um, about a week later, was able to pick up my prescription and start my injections. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. That was actually a very easy process, it seems like. It was. I mean, it was unfortunate that it was a four-hour drive there and a four-hour drive back. But um, right. it was worth it to me, so... Right, of course, of course, four hours or eight hours total. Yeah. Yeah, definitely done the same to uh, start the process. Okay. All right. And so when you are on your team, you have insurance or is that something that you, you know, do out of pocket? 
I do out of pocket. Um, however, I am currently working with um, an organization that does like that does take my insurance. So I don't have I just have like a copay, which isn't bad. Um, but before when I first started taking it, it was like on a sliding scale. Um, OK, so I've had both experiences, both out of pocket and with insurance. OK, OK, well, that's good. That's good. Um, so, yeah, how are you with I know sometimes I struggle to be honest with my shots. Um, how, how do you do with taking yours? When I am able to take my shots, because um, there have been, like, for instance, I haven't been able to see my doctor for a couple of months now, so I've been about a month without my injections. Um, okay. I'm actually on my way to the doctor's office now to go um, get my blood work done. Okay. But when, I, when I am taking my injections regularly, um, I don't usually do them at the same time, but I do them the same day. So Wednesdays are my shot days. So um, either Wednesday morning or Wednesday night, I'll take my shots. But I usually always do them on Wednesdays. Okay. Okay. Um, so has it become easier for you to give yourself the shots over time? Or is that still anything that you uh, struggle with? It is still, um, still a little scary for me, if I'm being completely honest. Um, I switched from intermuscular to, um, subcutaneous shots and that helped a lot. Um, I don't have as much shot anxiety, but it still is something that, um, my girlfriend Blair, I like to have her around me just in case something does go awry. Um, but for the most part, I feel much better doing subcutaneous shots versus the intermuscular. Okay. Okay. Got you. Um, I am so sorry about that. That was my dog, if you heard. <laughs> she has such bad allergies, and she was just rubbing her nose like she's crazy. Okay, I'm so sorry. About no, that. you're fine. That was funny, as long as she's all right. <laughs> yeah, she's she's okay now. Um, okay, so the other injection is easier for you. Yes. Um, I've been wanting to switch myself mm -hmm. because the intermuscular has been a little rough for me. Mm -hmm. So... I yeah. would definitely suggest talking to your doctor about that because the, the prescription doesn't change. The difference that I've noticed is just like the type of needle that you use. And so, oh. um, but yeah. Got you. Um, and I had another question for you. Do you know, like, as far as your testosterone, if you're on uh, ethanate or... Uh, do you know what type of testosterone you take? That sounds familiar. Off the top of my head, I do not. I don't have a vial in front of me to tell you exactly what one it is. But um, I can always send you. I can always send you a message about what that one is. <laughs> I was just wondering though, because I believe I'm on uh, ethanate, and there's like a, I guess, nationwide shortage that I did not even oh. know about. So I hadn't been able to fill my prescription in almost two months now. Oh my um, God. Right. So I'm having to, you know, I'm coming to the end of my vial now. So I'm, I'm having to get special uh, authorization now to switch because my insurance doesn't cover the other type of testosterone. So, oh no. Yeah. I was really panicking at first. Uh, Cause I was like, wait, what do you mean? You're not, you don't have it anymore. But um, yeah, I was just wondering if anyone else was going through that, but that's good. You don't have to worry about that. Um, okay. All right, cool. Uh, let's see. So another question I was going to ask, what made you realize that you wanted to transition? I think, um, for me, what made me want to transition is that, <clears throat> well, first I really wanted facial hair. That to me is, is um, 
was really important. Um, I wanted the changes that I knew would happen or changes that I welcomed in my body. Um, I didn't actually start to like experience any dysphoria until I started to transition. So before I did, like I knew aesthetically what I wanted to look like and to accomplish that I knew that I needed to take testosterone. Um, But for me, my kind of breaking point was I had just graduated college and um, I wasn't being treated the way that I wanted to be treated. I wasn't being seen the way I wanted to be seen. And so I finally just kind of had this, you know what, I'm going to um, start medically transitioning. And since then, I, I haven't looked back. I've been so happy with the progress that I've made and I can only go up from here. Awesome. That's that's great. I'm I'm very happy for you. Thank you. I think that's amazing. And to be able to finally, like I, I went on your page, of course, and I saw uh, your transition. You had uh, recently posted a picture. Yeah. That's just amazing. to, <laughs> And, you know, to know that you're at home now and in, in your body and finally being able to be who you want. That's, you know, who you were already. on Right. The, and so I think that's amazing. That's great. Thank you. Um, yeah, yeah. So, okay. Another question. Have you by any chance faced any, had any backlash from, you know, family or friends due to your transition? Um, yes, actually my mother and father no longer talk to me. Um, sorry. That's okay. But I mean, it's not like the worst thing, but it definitely does suck on some days when I'd really like to talk to them. But, Mm -hmm. um, I have a younger sister who's really cool. Um, all my cousins are really cool. Um, I have a younger brother who doesn't really know how to handle it. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we do talk, it just feels very um, strange. Like we just don't know how to talk to each other anymore. Mm. So that's kind of sad. Um, I'm the oldest of six. So it'd be really cool if like all my siblings were on the same page, but they're just not. Um, right. Except for my younger sister, like I mentioned. Mm. Um, as far as friends, um, before I even came out as trans, um, when I first came out as gay back in, uh, gosh, I don't know, 2014, um, for my 20, when I turned 21, I came out as gay and, um, the friends that I had that didn't agree with me then haven't come back in my life since. Mm. So, um, I haven't had any backlash from friends. Actually, my friends have been my backbone. Right. I've experienced some negative things in the workplace, um, I've had to leave two jobs because of harassment from like customers and from employees. Wow. So that sucked, but. Wow. Okay. Yeah. We definitely have to get into that a little bit. <laughs> wow. Okay. Wow. That's okay. Yeah. We'll get into that. I'm sorry that happened though. No um, worries. Okay. Um, it's interesting. Your uh, situation when it comes to family sounds a lot like mine as well. Um, my, I'm the oldest of what three, so it's only three of us, but they also do not know how to really take it. So I understand what you mean when you say that it's a little strained, like when you try to have conversations, because it's almost like you don't know how to talk to them anymore because um, of that distance. And I also don't really communicate with my father, so I know how that is as well. Um, of course, there's times when you have to keep let, keep people at bay. And you can't yeah. let it keep you down. But it is nice, you know, to know, you know, I think everyone to a certain degree would appreciate if their family would accept them. But, oh, yeah. you know, force them to. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. So I know you did mention that 
you only started struggling with dysphoria after you started to transition. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was interesting to me as well. So your dysphoria set in after. Do you still struggle with dysphoria now? Um. Yeah, uh, some days, you know, like yesterday was a really rough day for me. Um, just not feeling very, like, comfortable in the way that I am being like the way that I'm presenting mm-hmm. um, and how that translates to other people. Mm-hmm. But like today's a really good day. Like I have a, an incredible outfit on and I'm feeling really good. Like I'm feeling myself today. So, you okay. know, some days it's good. Some days it's bad. Right. 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 I get that. So how do you, how do you cope with or feeling that way? So pardon me, I'm opening my door really quickly. Oh. Um, and it's really windy here. So, <laughs> sorry if it's sorry if it gets cut out. Um, I do it a couple ways. Um, for me, like binding and packing are ways that help with my dysphoria. Okay. Um, I also think that um, your outfit plays a big role in how you feel uh-huh. about yourself. Uh-huh. Um, and um, I try to be really vocal with like Blair, my girlfriend or my friends or coworkers and be like, hey, like this is how I'm feeling right now. Do you mind if I just like step away and kind of regroup? Uh-huh. Um, and sometimes you just have to ride the wave and just let it kind of work itself out. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I think it sounds good though. That it, as long as you have people that are pretty supportive in your life, which is, which is um, people that can support you. Um, yes. So I know that you had mentioned a little bit earlier that you've had to relocate, well, you know, change jobs. And I was going to ask about, you know, have you ever had, have you ever been personally discriminated against? Um, and so I'm guessing that's yes. So if you could give us a little bit of information on that and, and how you dealt with it, that would be great. Yeah. So the first instance outside of like my parents, um, you know, not, um, supporting me at all, um, was this customer came in and she was a regular of mine Uh and, uh, I pulled her aside and I was like, Hey, just so you know, um, I'm about to start, um, transitioning, like Uh yada, yada. Um, so these are some changes that are going to happen. I just wanted you to know before they happen, that way you're not, um, shocked when Uh it does happen. We'll be right back after a brief message from our sponsors. Right. And so then she started just harassing me. Like she went in, she was just going on and on about how against her religion it was and how, you know, all these different things, just Uh, saying things to me that nobody wants to hear. And I mean, stuff that I had already heard from my parents. So it kind of sucked to hear it again from like a stranger to like say that right um and yeah so my manager kicked her out of the store oh wow okay and um from then on um i had started dating blair shortly after that and um when we decided that we wanted to move in together it made it um pretty easy to decide like yeah i'm gonna leave indiana and leave kind of this environment behind okay um, but when I moved out here, the job that I started working at, the district manager outed me in front of another manager and, <clears throat> oh, wow. And it just like, it was very subtle. It was very subtle. Like the discrimination that started happening after that, like 
my hours started to decrease. All of a sudden, my um, positions got changed. Like I stopped working manager positions, and so mm. pay my pay was cut. Um, my employees stopped like listening to me as much, and their body language changed. So it was very subtle things, but it was enough to make me feel anxious going into work. So I, um, when I confronted management about it, they didn't believe me. And so I put in my two weeks and left. Wow. Yeah. You know what? Good for you for standing up and not continuing to be in that type of environment. Um, yeah, that's rough. That is rough, especially when people aren't just outright, you know, like, oh, we don't agree with you. But then you can tell. That yeah, your- yeah, that's that's not cool. So, did you um, after that? Did you find another place to to work at? Yeah. So, I I like my job currently. I'm trying to find a different one that's a little bit closer to where I live. But when I was um, doing my interview for my current job, I was in my second interview with the district manager, and um, she had asked me, "Why did you leave your last job?" And I I told her, I was like, look, I'm going to be honest with you. This is, I'm trans and I was outed and it was not a good experience. Uh And I just want to know, will this company protect me if something like that happens again? And she was like, absolutely. But before I, you know, give you a definite answer, um, I would want to contact HR um, very generally on your behalf to just figure out like what kind of policies we have in place. Okay. And so... Since then, like, it's been really good. I'm out to everyone at work. Um, wow. And I, they're, they're all very supportive. They're all very um, understanding and curious, but not in, like, a disrespectful way. Right, right. Okay. Well, that's good. And, you know, I don't, I've learned that I don't have a problem with people being curious. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I'm actually happy to educate someone. As long as they're not being disrespectful, I don't mind educating you so that you know when you do run into someone else that's trans in the future you know how to approach them you know things like pronouns matter uh-huh you know things like that so i think that's good and i'm glad happy for you that you know this new position is way better for you with the people yes. you have to act with that's yeah. good um so i'm just wondering when i uh decided to transition i actually did not know anyone else that was transgender in, in mm-hmm. my life. I had never even met anyone to my knowledge that was transgender. So do you know many people who are trans? I do not know. Um, I mean, now I do, yes. Um, but before I came out, um, I only had known a friend of mine from school um, or from like a rival school. Uh, we ended up going to college together um, and played basketball against each other. Uh-huh. But um, outside of him, I didn't really know anybody else until I myself wanted to start transitioning. And um, a couple friends from college, um, I reached out to them and they were like, yeah, absolutely. Like, um, here's what I know. Here's what has worked for me so far. Like, let us help you. It was really cool. So now, you know, through social media and mm-hmm. through just being out and going to the Philly Trans Wellness Conference, um, I've met a ton of people with similar experiences, different experiences, and it's just been a beautiful life ever since. That's wonderful. That's wonderful to hear. I heard you mention the Philly uh, conference. I definitely want to go next year. I was supposed to go this year, 
and wasn't able to make it at the last minute, but mm. I definitely be there next year. So. Yeah, no, it'd be awesome to to meet you and to hang out. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, well, I will be there, so we will definitely arrange something. Um, okay, so I have another question. Mm-hmm. Kind of random, but do you feel that there's that there are any questions that people just should not ask someone who is trans? Oh, I mean, the first one that comes to mind is, "Have you had the surgery?" Mm-hmm. Oh, that is that is the worst question to ask any mm-hmm. trans person for. Mm-hmm a number of reasons. Um, But that's probably the biggest one. I think almost all trans folks would agree with that. Um, I think another one is, is, um, oh, what was your name before? Mm. I get asked that question a lot because a lot of folks are like, oh, Dakota, that's really an interesting name. Uh Like, I don't think it's that interesting, but thank you. I wanted something that was like gender neutral and that fit my personality. And so that's how we landed on Dakota. Um, uh, My sister and my friend helped me choose that. But a lot of folks are like, oh, well, it's such an interesting name. Like, what was your name before? And I, I've now, instead of saying my birth name, we'll just abbreviate it to make it a more masculine name. Um, And they're like, oh yeah, no, that's a weird name. I would have changed it too. (laughs) So I to kind of protect myself that way from outing myself completely. Um, so I just, I don't know. Some people are triggered by their birth names and it's, right. it's such a, an emotional burden sometimes. So I think asking folks their birth name um, or what they were called before can be um, a little overwhelming. Right. I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, I know for myself, it doesn't necessarily, I don't, it doesn't cause a lot of dysphoria for me when mm-hmm. I, mention you know my name but I do know a lot of people you know they refer to that as their dead name and you mm-hmm. name can definitely bring up a lot of triggers for them so I'm glad you mentioned that one the name because I actually was not going to even I didn't even think about that one honestly <laughs> my head so that is very good um yeah the name okay okay um so during your transition um, I know you said that you had really only known um, one person previously that was transgender. Mm-hmm. Uh, so did you have like a role model or anyone that you were to look up to or that you were able to confide in uh, within the trans community? Um, I, at the first, at the beginning of my transition, um, a lot of the folks that I knew that were trans were also just starting out. So we had like a very, um, a very uh, similar experience to start out. We actually all kind of banded together and created a shared Instagram account for our community. Cause we were all from the same community. Okay. Um, since then we have kind of like moved on. We're now spread across the country. Um, and now through social media, again, I have so many folks that I um, reach out to daily who are, newer to their transition or older to their transition that have just been helpful in um, anything from how do I style my hair to mm-hmm. will you help me or like FaceTime me while I do my injection today. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's awesome. That is awesome. Um, so do you have like a name for your organization or anything that, that you're doing? I know you said you're spread across the U.S., um, well, I'm mostly, it was a group of four of us guys. Um, one lives in New York, one's back in Indiana. I'm in Maryland, and um, our other friend is in Illinois. So we're all kind of all over the place. 
Um, we still have the Instagram account that's up and it's really just based on the community that we're from in Indiana. But um, it was really cool to um, reach out to other folks in our community through that Instagram account to kind of um, create a small, smaller community. Right. So is it still up and running? Um, it hasn't been updated in a while. We still talk. Um, we still have a group chat and stuff, but okay. um, it's not really one that's up and running. But um, I am more than happy to send you the links to their information if you are okay. curious about um, what they're doing now. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that would be great. You know, I'm always just looking for different ways to connect people within the trans community because um, I know that we could all use that. Yes, so, yeah, absolutely. Send me that information and I could, um, you know, pass it on. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Well, this has been great so far. Um, I guess before we wrap things up, I just want to know if you have any, any advice that you'd like to offer or just anything else that you'd like to say um, in general. Um, well, for anyone who needs to hear it, it's okay to be where you're at right now. I think I need that advice. Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of times... I know I was really guilty of this, of when I started my transition of wanting all my changes to happen all at once. Mm, yep. And um, I remember one of my friends telling me if they happened all at once, you wouldn't appreciate the changes when they came. And mm. I have found that to be true time and time again. So um, I know right now maybe isn't where you want to be, but if you can love where you are right now, when you get to where you're going, it's going to be so much better. Wow. Okay. That's perfect advice. That's perfect advice. I was speaking to someone yesterday and they've been taking their injections for a month now mm -hmm. and they're already frustrated because they're like, I don't see anything happening. And, you know, why isn't it happening? I'm like, it's only been a month. You got to be patient. You got to mm -hmm. enjoy, enjoy the ride and the process. And what you just said, that just definitely hits home that you wouldn't appreciate it as much. Right all happened at once so okay that's good I didn't mean to interrupt you but just had to touch on that that was good no no I appreciate it it's it's super relevant information for anybody whether you're transitioning or not like mm. love where you're at in the moment because it's it's not an ending point it's just this it's a halfway point or a right. checkpoint of, of sorts right I love that advice okay all right well um thank you so much so much Dakota uh for coming on the show no, thank you for having me. Oh, of course, of course. And, you know, if you, um, you know, become more involved within the trans community, we'd be, you know, definitely more than happy to have you back on if there's anything else that you decide you want to share. Um, and again, thank you for taking the time out of your day. Of course, anytime. All right. Well, thank you again. And I hope you have a, a great rest of your day. Thank you. You too. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Well, it's time to wrap things up. Uh, once again, I want to thank all of you for tuning in. Uh, just remember that you can always follow us on Instagram at trans underscore in underscore color. And you can also follow us on Facebook at trans and color. Um, you can always join our Facebook group and join in the conversation if you have the time. And if you want to have your question or comment featured, or if you want your business advertised on our next episode, just remember that you can DM us or send us an email. Um, you can also visit us at www.transandcolor.com if you have any questions. Don't forget to subscribe and remember that we're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. All right, we'll catch you all next week.